Yes, insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. Oh, come on, somebody. Insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. But I don't know about you, but I'm ready for a breakthrough. Anybody ready for a breakthrough? So this is my illustrated sermon. This is the hand of the Lord. And then Shirley is putting you in the hand of the Lord. So you come to give your life to Jesus Christ and you become a child of the Most High God. And now all of a sudden it's you and God. Somebody say you and God. Now it's you and God and you and God. We're learning how to understand the Word of God. We're learning how to walk in the Word of God. How many of you know God's kind and compassionate? How many of you know we're learning how to be kind and compassionate? So as we are learning how to operate in the things of God, as we read the Word of God, as we study the Word of God, as we get an understanding of the Word of God, there are some things that can hold us back. And one of the things is, and we started this a couple weeks ago, is we talked about breaking the spirit of containment. Breaking the spirit of containment. And what happens is there you are operating with God and you, how many of you know, with God, all things are possible. Come on, there's no lid on it. He's not going to say you can only go so far, you can only go so fast, you can only go this, you can only go that. He's going to limit you to God. God's, he wants to limit you of stuff that are not godly. Come on, somebody. But the godly things, he's taking the lid off. But what happens is the enemy puts a lid on us. And how many of you know we can blame it on the enemy, but sometimes we put the lid on ourselves? Can I get an amen to that? So we're going to talk a little bit about breaking the spirit of containment. In 2 Corinthians, it talks about, he says, Oh, Corinthians, you have, we have spoken openly to you. We've spoken openly to you. Our heart is wide open. You are not restricted by us. Some people can say, well, it's the church that's restricting me. Paul was talking to the church in Corinth, and he says, the church isn't restricting you, but look at what he says is restricting us. He goes on, and it says, you are restricted by what? Come on, everybody. Your own affections. My affections can restrict me. My affections can put a lid on it. Years ago, we were having coffee in the other sanctuary, and we, we didn't want coffee, and we said, put a lid on it. <laughs> Before you bring it in, put a lid on it. You know, we don't want to be spilling coffee. Put a lid on it. And the enemy wants to put a lid on it. And sometimes we end up putting a lid on it. And we talked about the Greek word, what it meant, and it meant to be cramped in, or narrowness of place. It's a narrowness of the room. To, to restrict means to confine or limit. Do you guys think we have a God that has, is limited? No, we got a God that's unlimited. Look at how he created the heavens and the earth and the world and everything that's in it, and the universe and universes and all these other things that are there and how expansive it is. But Paul was talking to the church and he was saying, sometimes we... Limit ourselves by feeling sorry for ourselves. Now, I know last week it was kind of tough. 
I know it was tough because we were dealing with some things that needed to be dealt with. How many of you have felt sometimes that you've limited yourself? You know, we've limited ourselves because of that. And God is saying that he has a plan and a purpose and a destiny. God's saying that he has a dream for your life. And Paul is telling the church, look, don't be trapped. You can blame it on the enemy and the enemy can limit you and you allow the enemy to limit you, but you can also limit yourself. And when you limit yourself, then Paul's saying, look, we want you to understand there's an expansive place. We've got a, a place of hope. We've got a place of faith. We've got a place that you can begin to move around in and enjoy life and be happy because God's going to work it out. I don't know about you, but there's been times over our, my walk with the Lord, which was is coming up on 38, 40 years, that I had my doubts, that I limited myself, that I did some things that weren't good for me, and then I experienced the consequences of those things. And I didn't realize or understand that God is going to work it out. So today we want to talk a little bit about removing the lid. Let's break that off. I'm going to set my little illustrated sermon down here. We're in the hands of God and we're going to remove the lid. God says, remove the lid, take it off. Just, just, just begin to operate in this expansive place that you have. We're going to talk a little bit about breaking the spirit of containment. Number one, we talked a little bit about last week was when we break the spirit of containment that there's some natural things that need to be done. How many of you know there's some natural things? If God wants that chair moved, can he come down and move it? Sure. But you know what he's going to do? He's going to say, move that chair. And you move that chair. Because we're the hands and the feet of Jesus. So if there's a lid on me, and if I'm operating just in the natural realm, and there's some people that I'm working, I'm working, I'm working, I'm working, I'm doing, I'm doing, I'm doing this, I'm doing that, and they're doing all the things natural, but they don't pray. Is that you? They don't pray. They don't ask God. They don't talk to God. They don't have a relationship with God. They don't even want a relationship with God. They don't even know about God. But they're busy getting things done. So there's a natural thing, and if you take and do the natural things only, you're going to be limited. Natural things only, you're limited. That's limited. Somebody say limited. So that you see what I'm saying? Sometimes if we do the natural things, then we're missing out. Do the natural things need to be done? Absolutely. James, in the book of James, he says, faith without works is dead. In other words, he says, look, you show me your works, I'll show you my faith. You can show me your works, but that doesn't necessarily mean I have faith, but I'm going to show you because I have faith that I do the works. Oh, come on, somebody. Amen. So we, with faith without works is dead. He says, show me that. If God says I've got I've to break out of this area in my life, then there may be some work that I need to do to break out of that area. Come on, is anybody overcoming any bondage, any addiction, any stuff like that? I've had to overcome those things. And as you overcome those things, you're going to have to get off your rusty dusty and do something about it. But there are times where you need to be on your rusty dusty and you need to be in the word of God and you need to be believing God and you need to be feeding your, spirit, your soul. You need to be looking at those things and say, hey, look, I'm going to be a better husband today than I was yesterday. That's good news, honey. <laughs> 
you know, but I got to do something about it, right? Because, you know, women, you know that everything the guys do for, uh, for you guys, that after midnight evaporates and we start all over again anyway. So those things, those point systems we're on, I got our vacation. It was three years ago. I mean, we went to the mountains three years ago. That's evaporated. That's gone. It's over, disappeared. What's the next thing? So what happens is we begin to do the, the spiritual things, but we need to do the natural things. So the first thing we need to do is natural. Everybody say natural. The next thing we need to do is spiritual. Somebody say spiritual. So we've got to combine both of them. We've got to have those spiritual things. You can't just lay on your couch, pray at home, do nothing, and God will bless me because there's times where God's going to say, get up and do something about it. I'm reminded of Deuteronomy 15.10. Deuteronomy 15.10, those of you that are taking notes. It says, put your hand to something and he will prosper it. Put your hand to something and he'll prosper it. You know, so I need to be able to do that. But I, we just can't focus on the spiritual things. We've got to focus on the natural things. We've got to do some of those different things. But together, we do the natural and the spiritual. I put this. I put it this way. You do the natural, and God will put the super to it, and it'll become supernatural. Supernatural. So we don't do this for God. We partner with God with it. Come on. So we need to, number one, the first thing we talked about last week real quick was we need to make room for increase. Everybody say increase. When you, when you hear me say increase, I mean, what do you think? Are you thinking, I'm going to get a raise? Is it about that increase? Do you need more peace in an area? Do you need more wisdom in an area? Do you need strength in an area? And I'm not going to talk about you. I'm going to talk about myself. I need all of those. I need all of those things. And I talked about a promotion. It's amazing. I mean, one time, years and years ago, you know, we were praying. And, and, the, and I said, what do you want God to do for you? And the guy said, I need a job. I need a job. And how many of you know, I'm a man of faith. I'm like, hey, let's pray and let's believe. But you know, it took him to have to go apply. Hello? He had to go apply. So, I pray for him, God moves. The very next week, he comes back and says, guess what? I said, what? He said, I got a job. I got a job offer, I start Wednesday. I was like, praise God. The following week, he comes. He comes up and he says that we need prayer, you know, and we're praying. I was like, What's, what, what do you need? What do you need, God? He said, I, I need a job. I said, I thought you had a job. He said, no, I felt somebody else needed that job, so I let them have that job. I'm like, go to Pastor Virginia because she'll pray for you because I lost my faith to pray for them to have that job. You know what I mean? He's like, go see Virginia. And, I, and, and think about all right, you with me? I need a job. God gives you a job. But then they didn't do anything in the natural to get the job or decided they didn't want a job. So they didn't want a job. They wanted a position. How many of you know sometimes you got to get a job before you get a position? Oh, come on, somebody. So you got to get a job before you get a position because sometimes you just got to go in and do the work of what it takes in the natural and then God will put the super to it and then the promotion will come. So I've had people say, you know, I want, a, I want a promotion. And what are you doing to get the promotion? What are you doing to get the promotion? 
If, are you studying? I mean, nowadays somebody was like, man, I can do anything. I can do anything. I'm like, really? He said, yeah, I just go to YouTube and it teaches me how to do it. Do you know they're doing plumbing now via YouTube or whatever? They're just, there's a, you can, this company, I saw it advertised. I guess you talk to a guy and he's on there and he's going, go down there and uh, loosen that nut. <laughs> and I'm like, how much do they bill for that? You know what I mean? You pay 60, 80, 100 dollars for a plumber and you need them. Uh, come on, when you need them, you need them. But a lot of us don't look at it and realize that sometimes we have to do certain things in order to bring increase. Say increase. If God wants to bring increase within our lives, then there may be some things I need to do with increase. I need to be able to ask the Holy Spirit and allow the Holy Spirit begin to, to teach me and train me to be a better husband to my wife. There's some things that it needs work. Bryce, there, don't put the plant outside in the wintertime. You, you would be just like me. I'd say, honey, I put it out there. And then she's fixing it, laying hands on it, and it's coming back to life, you know. And you're like, praise the Lord for that. So we've got to do these things to be able to get increase. We've got to get increase. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. It says, now to him who is able to do what? Immeasurably more than ever we could ever ask or think according to his power that's working within us. God is able. Say it with me. God is able. He's able. He's able to do it for you. He's able to do it beyond what you could ever mask or think. I mean, and, and we've got to understand that by faith we walk. And there's, I walk by faith. I walk by faith, not by sight. In other words, I'm walking by the faith that I have in God to believe and receive and to walk in that. We're all looking at something. We're all trying to break this what? This lid off. And sometimes we've used pity. Sometimes we've used hurt and pain and the tragedies of our life. And it's just put a lid on us. But God wants us to remove the lid. Turn to your per the person next to you and say, he, he wants you to have increase. He does want you to have increase. He wants you to have increase. Ecclesiastes 5.3, it says, For a dream comes true through much activity. A dream comes true through much activity. So there's got to be some natural things to do along with the spiritual. We're going to get to the spiritual in a couple of weeks, but the natural things. And I wanted to give you a biblical example. Okay, 2 Kings chapter, chapter 4. 2 Kings chapter 4. I wanted to give you this example of a spirit of containment. Let's see if you can see it as we read through it. This is about the widow's oil. Widow's oil, 2 Kings chapter 4. We're going to read verses 1 through 7. And I apologize for not sending out a text that gave you these verses to be able to read over. But let me read over and follow along with me. Whatever version that you're reading from, I'm reading from, I think, the New International Version or the New King James Version, one of those. Verse, we're going to start out at verse, uh, chapter 4, verse 1. Everybody there? If you're there, say, I'm there. If you're not, say, I'm not. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's good. Either get online, get your, get your phone, get online. If you don't know how to do some of that stuff, just after church, ask Shelly. She'll help you get on there. 2 Kings chapter 4. Now a woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets cried out to Elijah, 
saying, your servant, my husband, is dead. And you know that your servant feared the Lord. And the creditor has come to take my two children to be slaves. So Elijah said to her, what do you have? Or what shall I do for you? And then she says, tell me, what do you have in the house? I'll go back and we'll look at some of this. But let me just read through it. Tell me what you have in the house. And she said, your servant has nothing in the house except a jar of oil. And then he said, go borrow containers everywhere for yourself. Empty containers from all of your neighbors. Do not get too few. Then you shall come in, shut the door behind you and your sons, and pour into all of these containers, and you shall set aside what is full. So she left him, shut the door behind her and her sons, and they began bringing the containers to her. And she poured the oil. When the containers were full, she said to her son, bring me another container. But he said to her, there's no more containers. Then the oil stopped. But he said to her, there's no more containers. And the oil stopped in verse 7. So she came and told the man of God. And he said, go sell the oil, pay your debt, and you and your sons can live on the rest. Great story, right? Wonderful miracle. It was true. It happened. All right, this isn't a, a, you know, a, a, just a made-up fairy tale story. It's a story that truly happened. Elijah did that. The woman did that. And, and, and as I began to look at it, I thought God filled every vessel, didn't he? Every vessel. He filled them full to the brim. Full to the brim. But what happened if they had scouted the neighborhood even more? And found ten more vessels. Would God have filled those vessels? What about if the circle they had, they drew a bigger circle? And said, get all the vessels from these places. Would God have filled the vessel? So this is, when you look at this, this is kind of what a lot of people do. We, we draw our own line of containment. So was there a time where the son said, I'm just tired of going to get vessels. I've already brought five. I think that's enough, don't you? And didn't expand the circle. Didn't step out a little bit more. Are you with me? Come on, somebody. Are you hearing this? And what was happening was they began to put this on there. You got it? So they had enough. Enough to pay the debt and get the son's off the off of uh collateral <laughs> sons are back i can use my sons now they paid it and the sons lived off the rest but isn't that like some of us in the church mm, just let me take care of mine and nobody else my four and no more what about if they'd have got more vessels god would have filled it Here's another one, fill it. Here's another one, fill it. Here's another one, fill it. Maybe the widow would have turned around and went, I got plenty. I got plenty for me. I got plenty for my family. I got three or four generations taken. Let me put it on a missions trip for the pastor going to Africa. Hello? Let me sow it into families helping families. Let me help feed people. 
Let me give money to the pregnancy center so they can begin to, oh, come on, somebody. Are you hearing what I'm saying? It's like, what about, what about if we had just so much and that God overflowed it? Don't be careful, pastor. Don't talk about too much increase. Okay, well, then you stay with you four no more and let the overflow happen. I've had people that are like, I don't need money. I don't worry about money. I'm like, good, well, give me your next paycheck. Oh, no. What, you need it to live on? And because that's the way society's made. That's life. So we think about that. And it's like, what about if she looked around and said, keep going, boys, keep going. Somebody go to Laverne. Hey, would you, you go down to Visai, get some vessels. What about you? Let's go over here to freedom. Let's bust freedom and hit at door, every door in freedom and get a vessel and bring it back. Come on, somebody. Do you think God would have filled it? He would just kept pouring it out and kept pouring it out, kept pouring it out, kept pouring it out. Let it flow, let it flow, let it flow. <laughs> it's like, he kept pouring it out, kept pouring it out, kept pouring it out. And we're like, okay. But he, all of a sudden, when the vessels were gone, it what? Stopped. Everybody said stopped. God always seems to want to go farther for us than you do for yourself. God wants to go farther for you. God wants to bring you peace that will surpass all understanding and guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. But sometimes it takes the natural doing something in the natural. In order to be able to have peace, I've got to guard my mind. Hello? In order for me, sometimes people don't want to plan. They don't want to strategize. And I'm one. I'm like, I'm like, woo, let me just kind of flow by the seat of my pants sometimes. You know what I mean? I just want the Holy Ghost to lead me. But then there's time it's like, no, you better plan this out. And you better strategize on what begins to take place. And you better begin to start reading about it. Hello? And you better, because sometimes we think we've gone as far as we can go. And we're like, I'm done. People don't want to pursue education. Some people don't. Some people don't want to pursue knowledge. But if you're going to increase your knowledge in the natural, then guess what you're getting ready to do? You are preparing yourself for increase. What is it that you feel like that God's going to bring increase, that you want him to begin to bring increase in your life? Is it a promotion at work? Get online, study about your job, study about ways to do it, study about those things. You know, business owners want to have more retail, and they get it. They, they're out there, you know, social media. They're out there busting social media wide open, trying to get more business flowing through, right? Whether it's coming through the front door or through the UPS or, or, the, or the post office or whatever, they're trying to, you know, prepare and to be able to make room for increase. Somebody say increase. Let me give you an example. Preparation meets opportunity. Preparation meets opportunity and it brings increase. Preparation meets opportunity and it brings increase. It had never rained. Never. And God spoke to Noah and said, do what? I want you to build this ark. <laughs> I'd love to see that. Ark. Yeah. It's like, what's an ark? He didn't know how to do it. So he lays him out. 
50 cubits, 40 cubits, 90 cubits. You know what I mean? He says, here it is. We're going to make it this long. We're going to make it this high. You're going to make it this wide. And he begins to start in proper preparation, preparation. What was he preparing for? Rain. And when people ask him, what are you building? Noah's like, well, it's going to rain. I'm uh, building this ark. What's rain? He was preparing for an opportunity down the road. Oh, come on, somebody. Can you not see it biblically in there? He was preparing. I mean, like Tatum had preached while years ago, and we talked about the, the animals coming in. There were more than just two of each animal coming in. We got the little, our little felt board and our little you know, Sunday school deal where you know, the two animals came in on the ark. Well, read it. No, because there was animals that needed to be for sacrifice. There were quite a bit more animals that came on each species that were there. That, 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 that they actually had to use. So there was a preparation. That ark, he, Noah was building that ark. He was preparing for something, but there was an opportunity. Are you willing to begin to start preparing for something that's coming down the road that God says, look, I want you to be able to have more peace, so now I need you to be able to understand and trust me in a deeper and greater way, and you start begin to prepare to have that more peace. And maybe the situations that we go through, we find out that if I handle it a certain way, I remove the lid. If I handle it a different way, I even can put a lid on myself. Ouch. Does that hurt this morning to find that out? Well, God, just, Pastor, just tell me. God bless you. Pastor, just tell me everything's going to be okay. Just tell me I'm good with the Lord. Everything's going to be fine. No, I'm here to tell you he wants to bring you increase. And there's some things you may have to do differently in order to get that and position yourself for that increase to come. Can I get an amen? Amen. So you got to prepare it. you got to prepare for it. Here's what I found. When success occurs, preparation meets opportunity. When success occurs, preparation meets opportunity. Preparation meets opportunity. Preparation meets opportunity. I watched sports. I love sports. I love to see God being glorified. And I watched Wimbledon. I didn't have much else to do. Sit on the couch. I watched Wimbledon and this 20-year-old guy from Spain prepared and prepared and prepared. And they talked about how he got better at the U.S. Open and how he got better at the French Open and how he played this way differently. And he, 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 he won. I wanted Novak Djokovic. I wanted him to win and, and, and win his one. But, but that guy prepared for the opportunity. He prepared on grass. He prepared. That dude had a forehand that was a rocket. Did you see any of that thing? It was like, I mean, I mean Djokovic would hit that thing back and that guy would go, Pff! and I was like, Oh my gosh, these guys are serving 130 miles an hour. I remember watching tennis and they were going, he just broke 100. What an amazing serve. Now they're hitting 130, 132, 114, 116. And these guys are preparing, preparing, preparing. Why? Because it brings opportunity. And that young 20-year-old guy, he won Wimbledon. The OG, I was pulling for the OG, old guy. I was pulling for him. Because we didn't, I didn't want the new year, I didn't want the changing of the guard yet. But he prepared for opportunity. How many ball teams go through and prepare and prepare and prepare and prepare for victory? How many times are we can get back together as, as, a, as a family and begin to prepare for some things that God's bringing into our lives? When, it, when you begin to start preparing that. So listen, God always brings more opportunity than you prepare for. God's a God of opportunity. 
If you're going to break the spirit of containment, you've got to make room in the natural for what God wants to bring. 1 Corinthians 15, 46 says, However, the spiritual is not first, but the, na- but the natural. Spiritual is not first, but the natural, and then after the natural, the spiritual. You can look it up. You can look it up now if you want to. 1546, 1 Corinthians 1546. I want to share this word because as soon as... Did everybody get a handout? I want to look over it. This is a scripture from, or this is a prophetic word from Lana Valzer. And we kind of like Lana. She's, she's, um, she's been a fairly proven prophet. I love, I love it. And, and it was funny because Shelly was like, do you know what Lana just prophesied? I said, what? She said, about the spirit of containment. I said, oh, she's been listening to my messages. <laughs> so has everybody got one? Because I want us to be able to go over it. I'm going to read over it real quick. I'm going to let you guys take it with you. And then you guys can go home and prepare for some stuff. This is what Lana Valzer talks about, the spirit of containment. She calls it the curse of containment. Everybody got it? Okay, anybody need one that doesn't have one? If you'll put your hand up, if you got one. Jody back here, if one, do we need to make a few more? Um, anybody else? He's got you. She'll get you hooked up there, Jody. I'm going to wait on him. Isn't it nice when you get some things confirmed? Isn't it nice when you go to step out for the things of the Lord and then somebody else confirms your walk? Come on. And says, yeah, that's a good decision. Yeah, that's why you think you're hearing the Lord on that one. I feel like that she's here. This is, this is so good. Look, I'm going to read through this, but I could take a paragraph and a paragraph and a paragraph, and this is like meat. We could extract it. We could muse this thing. It's what is called musing. It's not the Greek God. It's the musing, the muse where you suck it. It's like a, a cow sucks his cud. He muses it. He gets, when I have a steak, I'm like, mm, 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 that thing's good. And they're like, you want some Heinz 57? No, no, just give me a little butter and a little steak. And, mm, and I just muse it. I just suck that out. I do the same thing with chocolate, but I won't tell you all that. Here's what it says. Follow along with me. I heard the Lord say, I am breaking the curse of containment. This came out just last week, wasn't it? The next day after my message. Thanks, Lana. Recently, I heard the Lord speaking over many. I am breaking the curse of containment. I began to see so many in the body of Christ feeling extremely suffocated and pressured. Is that you? I saw this pressure that was hovering over those ones, and it was like a heavy brick wall. And many kept saying, it feels as heavy as iron. I saw many feeling so discouraged by this heaviness and this pressure that they were feeling, and there was a disorientation that had landed on them. But I thought, God spoke expansion. But all I am feeling is suffocation and intense pressure. This may be you. It may be somebody that you know. The Lord's voice thundered over these ones with such authority, and he spoke, I am breaking the curse of containment. Suddenly I heard Psalm 16:6. Your pleasant path leads me to pleasant places. I'm overwhelmed by the privileges that come with following you. Straight after that, the scripture I heard was 1 Chronicles 4:10. Oh, that you would indeed bless me and enlarge my border property, and your hand and that your hand would be with me, and you would keep me from evil so that it does not hurt me. And God granted his request. 
She goes on and says, the Lord spoke over these ones. I've spoken over you that this is a time of expansion. The enemy is coming to speak lies and curses of containment over you. But this is not the inheritance that I have for you. Emphasize not the inheritance that I have for you. This is not my heart, nor is it the rhema word that I'm speaking over you in this season. Here comes my fire and wind. Fire and wind. My fire and wind. I am burning up and breaking the curse. And I'm blowing away the chaff. I'm blowing away the disorientation. I'm blowing away the confusion. And I'm breathing clarity. I can stop right now and go home and I'll be happy. I'm happy, happy. Like, okay, I'm breathing clarity. He goes on. He's the Lord. The prophetic word for those of you that may not understand what a prophetic word is, it's like God speaking through her, and this is what the Lord is saying. So the Lord is saying, I am breaking the curse. I am breaking the pressure. I am breaking the containment. I'm bringing into the slipstream of my oil, my anointing where you will flow in a new level of empowerment and ease in the expansion that you have not yet known. Woo! I like that. Hey, let me have that again. Can I have that again Woo! okay many of you have looked to see what to let go of oh today what were we putting at the feet of jesus many of you have looked to see what do you can let go of as the containment has screamed you can't do this but i'm speaking this new ease in the oil of my anointing and my presence, a greater empowerment of my grace to carry more and partner with me in greater ways in this time. I am speaking abundance. I'm going to say that again. I am speaking abundance. I am speaking increase and expansion. This is the Lord speaking through her that he's saying, I'm bringing increase and expansion. As you partner with me, there's a key. You got to partner with him. You will see this expansion and abundance flourish from a place of ease. The enemy has come with the spirit of chaos to disrupt, distract, and to cause many of you to feel that you cannot carry all that I have asked you to carry in this hour. But the spirit of chaos is a lie. It's a smokescreen. It's a distraction. And I'm calling it out for what it is. I am breathing upon you ferociously to revive you, to free you and bring you to a place of greater overflow. The spirit of chaos is being chased out of your life. Somebody say goodbye. Bye. And off the assignments which I have given you in this hour. For you will see many flourishing gardens bursting forth around you. There's for you, Tatum, this morning. Many flourishing gardens <laughs> that you and that I ask you to tend with me, with me, and in my way, and your capacity will be nothing but supernatural as you stay in peace in a place of excuse me in place of deep surrender to me as you continue to put your hands only that which I am asking you to and follow my ways you are going to see a supernatural level of capacity that comes from a deep place of rest mm. Mm. that's hitting something in the spirit right here a deep place of rest that you have not experienced before. For I am bringing you joy in many directions. And I am calling you to care for and carry the multiple bursts that I am releasing through you in this hour. 
Many of you have been feeling like you have lost your vision. Many of you have been feeling like you have lost your vision, like you've lost the clarity that I have spoken and surrounded by confusion, are surrounded by confusion. But the truth is, you are crossing over into a realm of supernatural clarity and increase of vision in the details of the assignment. The enemy is trying to blind you, but his attack against you has only added to the fire of my spirit upon your eyes to increase your clarity to see far further than you have ever seen before. Come on, let's do a praise break and give the Lord a hand clap of praise right there. My spirit upon your eyes to increase your clarity to see further than you've ever seen before. I mean, there's sometimes, Casey, we just can't see but the end of our nose. There's times where there's not even a nose there to see past. So you, know, you got, you got to, we got to look farther. We've got to look farther. We've got to get past that. We've got to say, wait a minute, this is in front of me, but there's a mountain over there, and I'm fixing to go get into that mountain, and I'm going to climb that sucker, and it's not going to hold me back. He goes on, let me get back to this word. Many of you felt like you've been battling with such heaviness of heart and heaviness of soul. But I'm calling your spirit man forth to arise and to lead. I'm bringing you into a deeper place of being led by my spirit and not by your emotions. <laughs> For the enemy would attempt to cause many of you to feel stuck in your soul and its woes. That, you know, I, I can say I've been there. I'm, I'll lay it out here for you. There's been times where we've been there, felt that way. It goes on. It says, but arise, my people. Fill your mouths with praise. That's what we did this morning. Son. I love that song, Tatum. Next week, let's do that song. Let's get the kids out and get some banners going. You know what I mean? And we'll just really praise. If y'all, y'all come on in next week and we'll, we'll do that, all right? It goes on and it says, fill your mouths with praise to me and look to me. Behold me in my beauty and know that I am bringing you into a place of greater freedom, greater clarity, Greater strength as you are led by my spirit into new terrains, new territories, new depths of encounter with me that will birth on the, that, that will birth on the earth things that have not been seen before. She goes on and says, watch how my kingdom will flow from within you and be extended through you in ways that you have not imagined. The enemy is tired, has tried so hard to keep you contained and keep you in a place of comparison. You ever compared yourself to one to another? Never mind, don't, don't even do that. You know what I mean? There's somebody says one time said, well, you're a different preacher. And I'm like, will you compare me to other preachers? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, well, good. Don't compare me because I'm not. I'm not like them. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm, I'm my, I am who I am in my own way. Can I get an Amen. It goes on and it talks about that, you know, that, that comparison there. I lost my place. Where was I at? Yeah, pardon me. In this hour, I don't like it anymore. And we contain, okay. Um, the, the transformation in me is contained. I am speaking the explosion of my glory upon you and what you have called to build. Wait a minute. I got to go back. I missed that one. The enemy tried so hard to keep you contained in places of comparison. Here we go. But I am breaking you free. Raising you up now out of the curse of containment and into a place of tremendous overflow, expansion, and increase. Somebody say, that's me. 
That's got to be me. And if you don't want that, you just say, that's Pastor Eric. <laughs> I'll take it. The enemy has come to contain, but I am speaking the explosion. Mother picked up on this, of my glory. You know, she taught on glory. My glory upon you and, though what I, and through what I have called you to build and partner with me in this hour. The transformation that shall flow from what I am calling you to partner with me in this hour will be unlike anything that you've seen before. The enemy has spoken containment, containment, containment. But I am speaking, come on, victory and expansion. Yeah, it's time for a ferocious divine comeback. And all the enemy's attack and opposition against you has but added to you as recompense and repayment on a level that you have never seen before. Somebody ought to give the Lord a hand clap of praise. We're almost done. We're almost there. We're almost there. Can I, can I get you when you get a, could get a chance to come on up? You are arising. You are arising, my people, in expansion and overflow. Let me say it again. You are arising, my people, in expansion and overflow. I'm bringing you deeper into a place of knowing how to carry abundance from a place of greater surrender to me. Deeper intimacy, purity, and rest. The heaviness and the pressure of the containment the enemy is trying to place upon you is trying to steal the joy out of what I'm calling you to partner with me in. But it shall not be stolen. Let me say that again. It shall not be stolen. For you shall see these places are places and spaces of greatest joy in my spirit. You have yet experienced as you see my spirit bring transformation, freedom, life, and healing to you and through you. Come on, let's give the Lord a hand clap on that one. Many of you have thought too small. The level of opposition has come so ferociously because many of you are partnering with me to host a movement. A movement. Movement. There's a song, it's a get up and move, <laughs> you know, you got to get up and move in the natural. There's a, a movement that's going to have to take place in the natural. We're going to have to move towards the things of God. We're going to have to move towards his word. We're going to have move towards peace. You want peace? Move towards that peace. Come on, somebody. It goes on and says, now watch me move this containment off of you and bring you into your greatest day of seeing my glory manifested in you and through you. Come on, let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. If you guys will stand to your feet. This morning as I was praying, here was the increase that I felt that Lord was what highlighting today. Number one was to be patient. There's going to be a greater increase for patience. You're not going to get so quick to respond to somebody. It's kind of like a, the story of that is I, I shared it many years ago. I said, what happens if you came into the church and there was nobody here and there was a woman laying on the ground and I was over the top of her with my lips to her lips? What would you think? <gasps> And then I turn to you and go, call 911. She's just passed out. It changes the way you think. 
There's a patience. Sometimes we get, how many of you know we think about when somebody's telling us something, we think about how we're going to refute it. (laughs) Or we think about our story. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Or you're thinking about, I can trump that one. What did this happen to me? We're going to, we just need to be patient and listen. Because there's times where my wife and I communicate and I want to fix it, right, Bryce? We want to fix those things. But we just, they just want us to be heard. And I've got to be patient to hear what is really needed. So there's times that I believe that God is really going to begin to bring increase of us to be patient. I don't know if that's you. To be able to forgive. We need increase in forgiving. You know, the Bible says love keeps no records of wrong. No records. That's hard. When somebody's done you wrong. Well, pastor, what do you do when somebody's done you wrong? Well, I understand it, but I still got to forgive them. I don't, I probably don't allow them to control my emotions any longer, but I still have to forgive them. How about understanding? God wants us to bring an increase of understanding. That when you hear something, from the Spirit of the Lord, when you read something, that you begin to get the increase of that understanding. And the last one was love. It's the kindness of God that leads a person to repentance. Repentance meaning changing the way you think about it. Okay? Changing the way you think. God's Word is set forth, and there are things that the world is trying to violate in God's Word. And I'm not going to let them violate my understanding of that. There are things that are right and there's things that are wrong. And I'm not going to change the way I feel because of the world says it's that way. I'm going to choose God's word and I'm going to stand on that. I'm going to get a greater understanding of God's word. But I'm also going to get that love. Just close your eyes just a moment. We're almost done today. Thank you, Lord. God's wanting to bring increase. My challenge to you is to be able to take this home, this land of vows or prophetic word, read through it, mark it up, circle it, muse it, mess with it, look at it, think about it, meditate on it, and begin to start looking at those things and allow God to speak to you through that because he's wanting to bring increase. No matter what the world looks like right now, God's kingdom is there's increase in the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven. And I want to release that, that spirit of begin to increase, increase, increase in wisdom, increase in knowledge, increase in understanding, increase in forgiveness, increase in love, increase in patience, increase of being patient, beginning to bring those, those increases that are coming. And sometimes you may be like me and you look at him and you go, God, I got a whole bunch of them I need to work on. Just take a few, just one or two, and just let God highlight those and begin to work on those. God is a God of love. He's quick to listen, slow to get angry. He's gracious and compassionate, and he wants the best for you as sons and daughters of the Most High God. So as we come against this breaking this curse, breaking this spirit of contamination, break your contamination, beginning to, to, to contain you, that, it begin, that we're going to break that thing off and that you're going to be able to operate freely. Paul says you have the freedom to do what you want to do, but some of the things that you may do are not good for you. 
that you have the spirit of discernment to say, I, I, I no longer need to do that. Or I need to do this because this is good for me. Good for me, good for my family, good for my, those around me. Today, what about you? It's all going to come back and open up your hearts to let this word just begin to permeate your being. We're in the middle of a transformation. It takes a little time. Relax. Relax. Experience what God has for you. I pray that he'll just continue to bless you, speak to you, and that you'll hear him. I pray for your eyes. I know they were talking about seeing some things further. I pray for your eyes right now in the name of Jesus that you'll be able to see farther down the road. That you'll see that God's working things out. That you may look at situations in your life and go, man, this is impossible. And then you look past it and go, wait a minute. With God, all things are possible. There's a miracle that's going to take place. Let me walk past this thing and get into what God has for you. Let me pray for you as a church. I speak a blessing over you. I speak increase, increase, increase in your life for those things that you need to have increased right now in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Can we give the Lord a hand clap of praise? Hey, we bless you. Invite somebody. We'll see you next Sunday. Have a wonderful afternoon in the Lord. Go with his presence and his power and his might. Amen. If you need prayer, come let us pray for you. Let us introduce you to Jesus if you need him to introduce, be introduced to you. Come on, let us pray for you.